Welcome back to another episode of the Crispy Cast, episode three, Dumbledore, with your co-host, Chris Bernard, and your other co-host, Jody Cameron. And we're going to kick things right off in this magical wizarding world with the king of all kings, the master of magic himself, Dumbledore. Basically, the Obi-Wan Kenobi of the wizarding world. I think, actually, the Obi-Wan Kenobi of the wizarding world is probably Snape. Because without Snape, nothing happens. He went behind enemy lines. All for love. The only difference is the the motivation. So, Obi-Wan went after Darth Vader out of like a moral obligation. Surely. Where Snape had to do it out of the love for Harry's mother. See, here's where you have me at a distinct disadvantage. And it could be, it could be my age, but it could also be my attention span. The Harry Potter franchise is absolutely a, a, like a giant pop culture phenomenon and uh you, yeah you'd have to live under a rock or, or just woken up from a coma to not know harry potter in the wizarding world i've seen the movies my kids love them i've not read the books that's where you have me at a disadvantage is my knowledge of the the full universe and all the happenings in it is maybe pretty shallow i think comparatively i've done some research prayer including listening to a, another fabulous podcast if i can give them a shout out the nine and three quarters podcast it took me a minute to get that that was the train station it's the entry point for, for Potter into the Wizarding World. If, you, if you're really interested in the universe, you should check out that podcast. The subject today, Dumbledore, uh, I think is a fantastic one because he is such a gray character. It's really about the gray area that he takes up as a character. Uh, a lot of his actions can be seen to be uh, benevolent or potentially malevolent. He's a secret keeper. He's a manipulator because his motives are not always clear, at least not to me. Albus Percival Wolfric Brian Dumbledore. He's a very interesting character on the aspect that he's not the main character, and he probably has the most character development with the least attention on. Like, the, the light's never shining on Dumbledore in the, in the books for more than a little bit, and yet you get to learn that at a young age he was driven for the need for power and yet there was a hiccup in his later his younger adult years that caused him to go towards redemption and as an older man he then is trying to still correct his wrongs and put down another hiccup which was you know ended up being Voldemort other people that share his passion for power he turns a blind eye to and then has to correct the discussion concerning Tom Riddle, who would eventually become a potent and difficult adversary of those who uh, want to keep, I guess, muggle kind safe, is an interesting one. You mentioned that he turns a blind eye. He's monitoring, he's aware of, he's mentoring, but he's there just watching him kind of transform from Riddle to Voldemort. Why is it that you think that he, that he, he took that kind of hands-off approach, that he was at an arm's length and let it happen? I think it's uh, the envy, because unlike himself, the, his sister, she was some believed to be a squib, other to be a um, or a, an obscura, which is you're magical, but have been basically you're not allowed to use magic. So since they were never learned to control it, it eventually controls them, 
It's the most one of the most powerful forms of magic, and ultimately she 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 dies, um, and that's the, one of the the real turning points for Dumbledore, a real an impacting moment on his character. Uh, you were referring to his older years and 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 the way he behaves and, and his motivations, maybe hinging on his younger uh, experiences, and I think uh, her passing is one of those. Well, it definitely hindered his relationship with his brother. And his lover, Grindelwald, because the lover and brother is he. They don't know which one of them killed the sister. Is it a is it a total mystery? It's never solved. Dumbledore knows that she died by magic. They don't know which one of them did it. And so a rift is formed between Dumbledore and his brother, Abiforth. Uh, so Abiforth and Albus, oh, they separate. Albus Albus uh, actually travels physically distant from his brother, and they had lived very closely uh, their entire lives to that point. What led to it was Grindelwald and Dumbledore uh, being young and so thirsty with power uh, had all these ideas that they are better than the non-magical folk, the muggles, sure. and the half-breeds. They kind of start their own little, yeah. hate, little hate group. They uh, were initially going to join up and take it down together and lead it, the cause. But after that incident... Uh, which Dumbledore claims he never thought it was going to be something they'd actually fall through, follow through with. It was just, you know, whatever. Oh, sure, he was young, in love, idealistic. It kind of goes back to what I was saying about of Grindelwald and Voldemort being the ones that he let slip through his otherwise brilliant mind. Since he was in love with Grindelwald, he took his his sweet words as nothing more than let's just say pillow talk. Sure. And so he lets things go, and unfortunately, they had made a deal originally that they could never. They made an unbreakable spell, so they could never duel each other. Right. They, because Grindelwald was smart enough to know that he couldn't beat Dumbledore. They're really closely matched. The pact that determines that Dumbledore can't act directly against him, and then of course, I mean, that puts him in the position where he has to be a manipulator, where he has to find other messengers and tools to do his bidding to affect change, such as... Newt uh, Scamander. That's right. Uh, or, and I mean, ultimately, folks like, you know, characters like Hagrid or, or characters like Harry Potter. I, I do have to say that he's probably the most well-equipped mind for tactics, I would even dare say, to pass Batman. And the reason is, is the long, the long game. He ha There's no one that could plan out the entire ending like he can he, he sets it up perfect every time like for Harry Potter he, he planned everything up from the day that kid was conceived and they even show uh, in the movies and in the books obviously Harry was meant to know he made sure Harry's character was built up enough where he would be selfless enough that he when he found out that he needed to die by the hand of Voldemort he would willingly walk to the man that killed his parents and let him be sacrificed to save everyone He's such a compelling character because of his, his his flaws and his power and and the fact that he, like you said, the, the spotlight doesn't shine directly on him and yet he is, in many ways, a more nuanced and more impactful or powerful character over the, the whole arc of the series. Harry might be the chosen one in the way that, like, Luke... Was the was the chosen one? He's the chosen one because Dumbledore chose him. <laughs> and that's and that's a that's a pretty significant uh, amount of power, isn't it? Like that's some serious manipulation. That he uses his power in another sense when Snape 
finds out that the Dark Lord, there's two kids born at the end. I think it's the end of June or the end of July. That's where the his clairvoyance was like, one of these two kids will be your demise. And he goes, okay. He sends one group after one. He goes after the other. And Snape, when he hears this, pleads with Dumbledore, please protect them. And he goes, and what does he say? What will you give me in return? And he says, anything. And so he does. And he he knew that that eventually something was going to happen. And he didn't have, he could have done it out of the goodness of his heart. But he knew that he created Voldemort by not stopping him at a, at a younger, there's many opportunities that he could have tried to you know, squash uh, what was going on. Well, so he's got this Order of the Phoenix created to protect, to be kind of the diametrically opposed force to the Death Eaters who are, are meant to wreak havoc and, and potentially, I guess, destroy Mugglekind. Uh, he's got the power of the, the Deathly Hallows. He's got the choice to make as to whether or not he's going to be a part of the... The Ministry of Magic. He turns down a, a position with the Ministry of Magic. For, for, for what reasons, I can't say. I, I honestly think that's because of... Uh... Uh, Voldemort wants he applied to be a teacher at Hogwarts Voldemort Voldemort and uh, well Alice was like absolutely not <laughs> and that's why he puts a curse on the position he wanted so nobody could hold it for more than a year so do you think that Dumbledore put himself in the position as an educator to ultimately become headmaster in lieu of a career in kind of the political branch of the wizarding world because he felt that that would be uh, a more impactful choice. He said he knew that Voldemort, there was something at Hogwarts he wanted. Oh, okay, yes. And he, he said he said he could never figure out all the same secrets that Voldemort had had been able to uncover. So he just put himself basically in the way. He goes, I don't know how many pieces of the puzzle this guy needs. I ain't letting him have a. And I need to be there. He needs to be there. Dumbledore also, besides just being a beautiful the mastermind technician is also like extremely powerful uh, numerous times in the books he's like okay if you want to do this we can but you're done <laughs> and every time they're like oh, he's old yeah he also is a position of the most powerful one ever created <laughs> so <laughs> and in possessing this he only really uses it to some serious effect several times right like he could practically do anything with it yeah it essentially has no limits so do you feel it's his restraint that keeps him from acting more often and more impactfully with that wand? I think it's the wand's history. Because uh, in the original story, the wand got lost by the first owner because he said, look at me, I have the most powerful wand. And somebody just waited until he went to bed, so they sort of took it. And then now he's the most powerful. I think it was more or less by not showing the power, people weren't... Because no, everyone thought the wand didn't exist. Right, it was a folktale. It was a folktale. He knew that the wand, because in wand lore, some people believe that the wand chooses, or they say that point was always clear, that the wand chooses the wizard. Even in death, he, he had the long game. He's like, I will have the last laugh. And he lets Malfoy disarm him. Doing that made the, that wand then belong to him. It won't work for anybody else. Or it'll resist. So he does that, dies. Voldemort gets the wand. Wand won't co cooperate. He knew if... Snape would have killed him before Malfoy disarmed him, then Snape would have been the owner. And he had predicted this, so he let Malfoy disarm him, so then he could get Snape to kill him. So Voldemort would think that Snape was the original owner. Keeping Malfoy alive 
because Snape ultimately gets killed because he's like, sorry, I'm the only one that can live forever. You need to die so I can own the wand. That's some great plot smithing. One thing I do have to say about Grindelwald, besides the fact that he is the best, he's like everything Voldemort should have been, and it's for one good reason. Voldemort tried to rule through fear. And throughout the Harry Potter movies, the the one thing, and Dumbledore understood this, which Voldemort didn't, was love is the most powerful form of magic. Because that's what protected Harry until he was 18. His mother's love that put them between, that stopped the killing curse. He's the only person that ever survived it twice. I'm so glad you brought this up. There, there are folks who say, you know what? Rowling's writing is, if nothing else, exciting. And it's, it's got like a titillation factor. It's almost soap opera in the, the inner workings of, like, there's so much human drama happening. But it's exciting. You can't say that it isn't interesting. Like, I see why people are so passionate about the stories. When you talk about the comparison of Voldemort to, to Grindelwald, that's kind of the key to, I think, the appeal of, of the stories, is that Dumbledore would never fall in love with somebody like Voldemort. When you come to black and white, Tom Riddle is, a like, the dark side. He's the dark side with, with no nuance, no subtlety. But then you have Grindelwald, who he's like, well, I'm going to win them over this way, right? There's a real subtle sorcery there. Hey, he, he truly believes what he's doing, he's correct in, and that people will feel the same way. And he wants to be like a messiah versus a tyrant. And that's a great villain. The, the believable and identifiable villain is the one that thinks they're the hero. There's actually a very good reason why Voldemort couldn't rule with love which is that uh, he's a product of a love potion. And they say um, someone that is a product of a love potion can't experience love for themselves because they were birthed without love. What a tragic character, huh? Does this make Dumbledore the hero that might actually be a villain? Outside of his youth, do you feel like there are times when Dumbledore's manipulations and secrecy cast him in a dark light? In the books, I find everything he, any evil act he considered was a necessary evil. Like, I don't think it's, he, what he did was wrong in the grand scheme, but in the movie, they portray it like, I, like, I can't stand Dumbledore in the last movie because the way he comes off is like, like, he never cared about Harry, which in the book is not the case. You feel that Dumbledore is always acting in the greater good and that the ends justify the means. Yeah, I, I, I believe that what makes him so appealing and lovable is that the, the fallout with Grindelwald and the death of his sister made him have a necessary... Like, he wants the world to not feel the same pains he's felt uh, I think I'd like to end this episode off with a rating I wasn't quite sure at first on how I would put uh, Dumbledore as a character because he, he's a side character he is an anti-hero through and through he maybe once had the intention of an aspiring hero but ultimately through his thirst for power got just twisted enough 
where he will justify any action for the greater good. I totally agree. And it makes him endlessly interesting. And that's what a great character is. He might even be my favorite anti-hero. Only for the, she- the sheer fact that, for one, you can't step to Dumbledore. Anybody who's ever done it lands fa- flat down on their face or six feet under. Maybe let us know what you think. Do you think he's an anti-hero? Do you think he's a hero? Thank you for listening. And just so you know, if you don't already know this, uh, I make comic books. I said this in the last one. It's called The Legend of Creature. Check him out on my Instagram at Crispy Comics. It's K-R-I-S dot B Comics. And it's the same for my Facebook page.